This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Bilzer, microphone with the news, the headlines. The Romanian teachers are carrying on their all-out strike they kicked off on May the 22nd. A major military drill entitled Sabre Guardian 23 is taking place in southeastern Romania. And political leaders from all over the world have congratulated Turkish President Recep Erdogan for his victory in the presidential election on Sunday. Trade union leaders in Romania's education system are today participating in a new round of talks with Labour Minister Marius Budai for the future salary scale. Marius Nistor, head of the Trade Union Federation in Education, said the salary of a beginner teacher should be based on the average gross salary in the economy. Nister says that in the absence of a law in this respect, the all-out strike the teachers kicked off on May the 22nd is not going to stop. The government's first offer includes a 500 euro bonus that should be granted to teachers in two installments while the auxiliary personnel will benefit from 200 euros, also in two installments. However, trade unions in Romania's education system have asked for a 25% pay rise for all employees until the single salary law comes into effect. Teachers are preparing another meeting in front of the government building on Tuesday, the second after the one last week, attended by more than 10,000 teachers. The Center for Battle Training in Smurdan, southeastern Romania, is today hosting a major international drill entitled Sabre Guardian 23. The inauguration ceremony has been attended by the country's Defense Minister, Angel Tilver, and Chief of Staff, General Daniel Petrescu. The exercise, which is to take place until June the 9th, represents the largest and most complex multinational training activity with the participation of a record number of forces and technical equipment. The drill has brought together roughly 10,000 servicemen, half of them from Romania and the rest from 13 NATO and partner countries. Sabre Guardian 23 continues the series of drills started in 2013, which are taking place twice a year with a view to stepping up interoperability within a wide range of missions. 
Romania's President Klaus Johannes has congratulated his Turkish counterpart Recep Tayyip Erdogan for having won another term in office. In a Twitter post, Johannes has underlined that he is looking forward to the continuation of the tight cooperation based on the strategic partnership between the two countries. Erdogan, who has ruled Turkey for the past 20 years, on Sunday emerged as winner in the second round of the presidential election in that country with 52.1% of the votes as compared to 47.9% mastered by his lay opponent Kemal Kilic Daoglu, supported by an election alliance of six parties ranging from the nationalist right to the liberal left. The Islam and the appeal to the Ottoman heritage have been reinvigorated during Erdogan's rule. The opposition says, though, that his regime has become more and more authoritarian, particularly after the attempted coup in 2016. Erdogan has in the past years promoted a tougher rhetoric against Turkey's Western partners and controversial economic policies. The announcement of his victory has led to a new devaluation of the country's national currency, the lira. Romania's Labour Minister Marius Budei is expected to forward to the Chamber of Deputies the bill on the special pensions paid from the state budget, which benefit several social categories. The document, which is a landmark in the National Plan of Recovery and Resilience, was endorsed by the Senate in late March. According to Budei, the retiring age will gradually increase for all the Romanian citizens up to 65 years. At the same time, no pension in Romania is going to exceed the salary and will be calculated on the entire period of contribution, not only according to the latest years of activity. And that was the news on Radio Romania International in Bucharest. The teachers' strike has changed the political agenda in Romania. I'm Cristina Matescu with this report by Stefan Stoica. The agreement on which the coalition government is based and which was signed in November 2021 stipulates that the leader of the National Liberal Party, Nicolae Ciucă, would serve as prime minister for one year and a half and then step down for the Social Democrat leader and Speaker of the Chamber of Deputies, Marcel Ciolacu, to take over. The handover should have taken place last Friday, on the 26th of May, but the leaders of the parties in the coalition namely the National Liberal Party, the Social Democratic Party and the Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians in Romania, decided that this was not the right time to do it, with a teacher's strike on their hands. They said the country needs stability, so that a solution can be found to the biggest social conflict in the last two decades, Nicolae Ciucă. Um. We had talks late into the night. We met again this morning and agreed that I should not step down and retain the responsibility of Prime Minister until these problems are solved. I hope that the conditions would be met as soon as possible for the government handover within the coalition to take place. The Social Democrat leader Marcel Ciolacu proposed that political talks about the distribution of ministerial posts should continue after the end of the strike. Marcel Ciolacu. 
Este o decizie pe care noi o asumăm împreună. Împreună o să continuăm. It's a decision we stand by together. We will continue together, I as Speaker of the Chamber of Deputies representing Parliament and you as Prime Minister representing the government, to try to solve this issue as soon as possible, a legitimate issue by all means that has been posed by teachers, but we must also have the stability to find the most appropriate moment. Together we have agreed that the number one priority in our governing program are teachers and the healthcare system. The leader of the Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians in Romania, Kelemen Hunor, is not directly involved in the government rotation, but agrees that postponing it is a necessary measure. The current coalition has the chance to do good things for Romania, Hunor says. I'm still optimistic. I have confidence in our strengths and in the people because I know we are going through a difficult period. But at the same time, we have a huge opportunity. In this decade, Romania can cross and will cross a road. At the end of that road, we will have a much better developed society with better public services, with stable institutions, with institutions that address people's needs. From the opposition, the leader of the Save Romania Union, Catalin Drula, has accused the leaders of the ruling coalition who have been negotiating the best positions in the future rotation government for a few months now, that they are disconnected from reality and has described the postponement of the rotation as yet another proof of the failure of this coalition. Quote, they even failed with respect to the project so dear to President Klaus Johannes, educated Romania. Today, when the government handover should have taken place, we are faced with the first general strike in the education system in the last 18 years. Teachers are in the street, the schools are closed and children are at home, said Drula. Romania, represented by 11 teams in the European Rowing Championships in Slovenia, came out second in the nation's ranking, after the UK and ahead of the Netherlands. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Daniela Budu. Romania finished second in the medal-standing by country at the European Rowing Championships in Bled, Slovenia, with five gold medals and a silver one. The last day of the competition brought Romania most of the medals. Ionela Kozmiuk won the champion title in lightweight women's single skulls. Then Ioana Vranciano and Roxana Angel did the same in the women's pair final, while world and Olympic champions Simona Radish and Ankutsa Bodnar won the women's double skulls race. Last year, Ionela Kozmiuk won her first European champion title in the lightweight women's single skulls, which however is not an Olympic event. She also won the event's final at the World Championships in the Czech Republic, and now she has added yet another gold medal to her track record. Iwana Vrenjanu and Roxana Angel deployed excellent tactics in the final and came ahead of the Dutch team by over one second at the end. Last year in Munich, Iwana Vrenjanu won the continental title together with Denisa Tulvescu. 
In blood, Simona Radish and Ankutsa Bodnar had the toughest competition since 2019 when they won the silver medal at the European Championship in Lucerne. They have dominated this event in all major competitions since, by significant margins, as was the case last year both in the European and the World Championships. They have four European Champions titles in the women's doubles calls. In 2020 in Poznan, in 2021 in Varese, in 2022 in Munich and now in Bled. The last day of the competition, Sunday the 28th of May, ended with yet another victory for Romania in the women's eighth. The Romanians defeated teams from Italy, the UK and Germany. Of the nine athletes in the Romanian team, seven have two gold medals each in this year's continental championships. On Saturday, Romania had won another gold medal in blood in the women's quadruple skulls finals. The Romanians defeated the UK and the Netherlands. Meanwhile, the European and world champions Marius Kozmiuk and Serdu Bejan, who on Saturday won the European silver in the men's eight race, on Sunday finished way behind their opponents, finishing fifth. In the men's quadruple skulls final, the Romanian team were very close to getting the gold, but in spite of a strong finish, they were unable to catch up with the French team. Last year, the same Romanian team won the bronze in Munich. In fact, the European Championships in Munich in 2022 saw the best performance in the history of Romanian rowing, with five gold and three bronze medals. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget you can also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. Focus on Romania Next up in this broadcast, it's Song of the Day. Listen to Smiley with the song, That's It. Destinație fără drum, nici n-are rost Și-am avut prieteni buni N-am avut și niște frați Ne-am ajutat când eram neajutorați Și n-am uitat de necați și probleme Ca să ajungi la bine, trebuie să treci prin ele Aia-i-e, 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 aia-i-e Ce-am pierdut, e pierdut, ducă se Aia-i-e, aia-i-e, oricum nu regret nimic Nici a fost și nu mai e Aia-i-e Nimic, nici a fost și nu mai e Aia e, 
Listening to Radio Romania International. The History Show. Hello and welcome to our history feature. I am Konin Kotsoyu. On March 6, 1945, the government led by Petru Groza, government of an alliance led by the Communist Party, which put Romania in the orbit of the USSR, was installed in Bucharest, thus educating the youth in the spirit of Marxist-Leninist ideology, became a major national project and was systematically implemented. Between 1945 and 1965, there was a period of post-war recovery and peace treaty reparations in Romania, so tourism and leisure were restricted. Starting in the mid-1960s, economic revival has also led to the revitalization of tourism. But the emergence of tourism under the tutelage of the youth organizations of the Communist Party, in which ideology and the acquisition of knowledge were combined, was a loan from the Soviet Union. It was about the so-called purpose tourism, so named to distinguish it from tourism in the West. In the sense, the Kutezatori expeditions excels after the name of the magazine of the same name published in 1967. The name means the audacious ones. Started in 1969, the Kutezatori expeditions for primary and secondary school children were organized until 1989. Diana Georgescu teaches Southeast European Studies at University College London and described the organizational framework of the Cutezatori expeditions. The 60s, when the competition was initiated, were generally years of reforms and changes. And this can also be seen in the case of the Pioneers organization. It goes through a series of reforms that more or less institutionally removes it from the tutelage of the communist youth organization and becomes an independent organization with a president, vice president, and all kinds of commissions on sports and tourism, art and science. In order to give them a tradition and to mobilize the participants in the Kutezatori expeditions, references were made to similar organizations from the parts such as the Scouts of Romania. The most reproduced exhortation appeared truncated in almost all pioneer journals, 
the pioneers being the communist version of the scouts. It was a fragment from historian Nikolai Yorga's speech entitled On the Purpose of Scouting. It reads, The purpose of scouting is to make you go beyond the words of books to see the true and beautiful thing that is found in nature itself. The expeditions took place in the Carpathian Mountains, along the rivers, in the Danube Delta, etc. The camps entailed displacement from the home and resettlement in the collective, and aimed at forming life experience, at promoting knowledge of the country and culture, at teaching the children the relationship with the state and with socialist society. For the Kutazatori expeditions, teams of teachers and students were formed, and patriotic education was carried out with them, but knowledge of anthropology, history, ethnography, folklore, botany, zoology, geography, the environment, and ecology was also provided. Expedition journals were also kept. Prizes were awarded to participating teams who submitted their expedition logs and collections of objects to judges. Here is Diana Georgescu. The Kutezatori expeditions were not a mandatory activity, but pioneer activities were encouraged and were something that had to be done. They were being popularized, and I was surprised to learn that people were putting in so much effort, both financially and physically. The expeditions lasted three to four weeks. They had strict rules. You were only allowed to use means of public transportation to reach the initial point of the route. You had to walk, you had to live in a tent in a self-service regime. Members had to cook for themselves and get their own food. It is estimated that for more than 20 years, 30,000 teams with a workforce of approximately 500,000 pioneers participated in the Kutazatori expeditions. Diana Georgescu talked with one of those who participated and found out what he thinks about what it was then. In an interview with a guy who wrote about the experience on his blog, an expedition to Chaklo in 1978, I asked him what was the impact of the expedition on him. He said that the expedition had created a drug-like atmosphere. After they returned from the expedition, the entire vacation had been just them, the gang. They would see each other in the afternoon and evening and tell the same stories. They had practically relived the entire expedition on vacation and remained friends. And the teachers, most of them, similarly started recounting their memories with I was young and I did like children. I like the answer of a Romanian language teacher from Satumare who led a mixed Romanian-Hungarian crew. She said that back then, there were teachers with a soul who did their job with devotion, and in, generally, in general, one can see an attempt to recover a kind of pride and professional dignity, not because it was imposed on them in political indoctrination, that no one did with any heart. But on an expedition, on a trip, there were no politics. It was just life. This has been The History Show. Time now for Song of the Day. We now invite you to listen to Liviu Teodorescu, one of the most active Romanian artists nowadays. Here he is now on the microphone with a song simply entitled Power.
Și după toate, uite, chiar se întâmplă Mi-au zis să seară îngerii la tâmplă Că viața mea va deveni ceva mai mult Când viața mea nu vom mai fi doar doi și atât De acum încolo vom fi de la trei în sus Și ne vom bucura de fiecare pus Puțin altfel decât am mai făcut-o De acum nu o să mai văd lumea doar prin ochii mei O să o văd cum crește lin prin ochii lui sau ei Hai Doamne, dă-mi putere să fiu unul mai bun Pentru sufletul curat care se naște Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome to Think Greener with Mila Kamiora Simeon. The Romanian Ornithological Society offers nature lovers an event that will bring people closer to birds, their thrills, and singing. Night of the Nightingales 2023, an event that has reached its 10th edition. The organizers believe that in the last 10 years, thousands of nature and music lovers from Cluj, Bucharest, Yash, and Sibiu have benefited from the unique combination of guided tours and outdoor music concerts. At the same time, environmental activists tried to talk to people about the importance of nature about the birds in urban areas and about their role and place in the people's lives and in nature. This year's anniversary edition will be organized in Bucharest, Cluj and Ajija on the Black Sea coast. The Night of the Nightingales 2023 will start on Saturday, June 3rd with the classic and popular ornithological tours in nature with workshops for children and a thematic exhibition, a microscopic foray into the living world 
made by the Electronic Microscopy Center of Babesh Boyo University in Cluj, the program being a guided ornithological tour in Romanian and Hungarian in the Romulus Vuja National Ethnographic Park in Cluj. After the tour, the participants will be able to watch a classical music concert with music inspired by the trails of birds. The Romulus Vuja National Ethnographic Park is the first open-air museum in Romania established on June 1, 1929. The buildings exhibited in the open-air section are among the oldest and most valuable architectural monuments of Romania's ethnographic heritage. Also on Saturday, June 3rd, the Marine Biological Resort, Professor Ivan Borcha Ajija, 10 kilometers south of Constanza, organizes educational workshops and guided tours on the thematic routes of the resort in search of nightingales. Moreover, visitors will be able to see a photo exhibition, Marine Dunes in Ajija Reserve, an island of biodiversity, and listen to opera areas. The Marine Biological Station, Professor Iwan Borcha in Ajija, was founded in 1926 by the Emeritus Professor Dr. Iwan Borcha to study the marine ecosystems of the Black Sea. Currently, the resort carries out ornithological, entomological, botanical, ecotoxicological, and marine biology studies in order to highlight the ecological relationships and biodiversity in the eastern part of Romania. Currently, the resort is carrying out a project to implement active conservation measures on the territory of the Natura 2000 site and the protected natural area of national interest, Marine Dunes of Ajija. The anniversary edition of the Night of the Nightingales 2023 event will end on Saturday, June 11th in Bucharest on the campus of the University of Agronomic Sciences and Veterinary Medicine. Guided tours, educational workshops, and a photographic exhibition dedicated to the microscopic life of birds will be organized here, as well as an outdoor classical music concert. And that's all from Think Greener today about the Night of the Nightingales 2023 program. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hi there, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with a new show in the Music Time series, bringing you emerging artists and new music at the English service of Radio Romania International. In the second half of May 2023, the 32nd edition of the International Week of New Music was held in Bucharest with musicians from Romania and abroad performing modern and contemporary pieces in three venues in Bucharest. Among the participants was a young trio called Axis Mundi, representing the city of Cluj in the festival, with a selection of works by composers from that part of the country. I was so eager to talk to them that I pestered them into giving me an interview during their lunch break from rehearsals the day before the concert. I'm Aurelian, clarinet. Okay. Welcome to the show. Hello, my name is Eva and I'm the pianist of the trio. Nice to meet you. I'm Radu, I'm the violin player of the trio. And uh, yes, together we are Axis Mundi. <laughs> the clarinet, violin, piano is a 
pretty standard formula for a trio, or isn't it? Not quite. Not quite. But lately it's more stable. Mm -hmm. so for the 20th century music, we can say that it's a stable ensemble. What made you form this trio? I think in the beginning, for me, it was friendship. <laughs> I always wanted to play in a trio, in an ensemble, because mostly pianists are lonely <laughs> people. They don't play in orchestra. And I, I wanted to have this experience. And since we were such good friends, it was mm -hmm. nice. I noticed that in this year's edition of the International Week of New Music, you're playing mostly uh, Romanian selection. Is this something you do all the time, or is it specific for this event? No, it's just for this one. Is there a lot of repertoire for this kind of trio? Not like the usual ones, like the for violin, violin, cello, piano. But, but there is, uh, and they are even if there are not so many, but the main pieces are very well known. Like for example, Bartok Contrast or Iskwatusorda by Stravinsky, mm -hmm. or the trios of Hachaturian, Avetunian. So these are like main pieces. details about the piece you are going to perform and which you have written? It's a difficult answer. It's a difficult piece also. So. Yeah. <laughs> Very challenging, even now. After we perform the main repertoire, we looked to expand our music and uh, I was a quite good alternative of a <laughs> composer to bring a new piece on the table. So was so, it written specifically for you? Yes. I see. Yes. And I wanted to be something very special and something very unique and uh, challenging. It's very challenging, especially the first movement. Yeah. It's not for uh, any kind of ensemble. You have to be a good one. I see. <laughs> So it's uh, something inspired from folklore? Yeah. Actually, in the first place we were looking for a name for the trio. Uh -huh. And I looked in the mythology book and I found there were some spirits very specific to the Romanian mythology. And these uh, spirits are musical spirits. Their name are Kash and they live in rocky places. And their main purpose in this world is to take the heavy energy and the punishments from people and to just dissolve them and free the people from, from them. And yes, actually we find ourselves in these uh, spirits that are musical and also music is something that frees the soul. And uh, I think the message is very, very beautiful. Thank you. 
expert at all in contemporary music, so correct me if I'm wrong. There seems to be a, a trend of incorporating electronic sounds and digital sound and uh, computer-generated sound in contemporary music. How do you feel about this as composers, as performers? Mm. I'm thinking that uh, actually at some point in my um, student years I almost switched to electronic music totally and I was so attracted to it. I was attracted to you know, the sound of the clubs and people partying actually. That was a huge trap. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, yeah, I passed uh, that phase. But um, I actually played a lot of... Um, the combined uh, thing, I mean, some, mm -hmm. something like a crossover, you know, where the, yeah. we have uh, some live electronics mm -hmm. and uh, acoustic instrument mm -hmm. combined. It's a new territory to explore, yeah. And um, it also it brings another type of audience into the classical concert hall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, indeed, I mean, I'm starting to think, where is the... Where's the border, yeah. <laughs> you know? Because it's yeah. like you are playing with an artificial intelligence. Yeah. So, people and... Uh, life is, is somehow, let's not say invaded because it's made mm. too, it's too hard, too strong, but it's mingled with artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. People are worried about artificial intelligence in all fields of life. Are you, as musicians, threatened? I think what its nature and life always will have its place and mm -hmm. it cannot be replaced. So unfortunately this AI thing it took our creativity? I don't think that they took no, it. They no, somehow no, no. just our creativity fell asleep but it's uh -huh. it's, yes, but it's in I, us. I, I would rather want to wash my dishes to <laughs> <laughs> do things that I don't want to do than to write me a poem or write me music or to do my art. How do you see the future of your trio? What are you planning to do next? Well, we don't actually have very specific plans. It was a very nice surprise that somehow our friendship and our music survived after Radu left and came back mm -hmm. from, from Poland. So we are very grateful that we had invitations to play and they are more often. In October we will play in an international festival at Cluj and then, uh, I don't know, I think that now we are just testing. We, don't, we, we can't believe that we are <laughs> again together. <laughs> so I think that we are in a good place and living in the present and see what this will reveal. These have been violinist Radu Dunka, clarinetist Aurelian Bakan, and pianist Eva Butan, the members of Axis Mundi Trio. I leave you with them and with a fragment from Le Cache, Esprit de Rocher, written by Aurelian Bakan and performed by them at the International Week of New Music in Bucharest. I'm Ana Maria Popescu. Thanks for listening.
Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. DX Mailbag. Welcome to DX Mailbag. I am Colin Cotteau bringing you this week the program for radio enthusiasts around the world. This time we start in Morocco with our good friend Mr. Jawad Saber. And he packs a lot into his message, but he reports on his reception of the 16th of May in the 16 meter band at 1110. GMT, and with the local position in Sidi Hajjaj in, as we said, Morocco. He tuned in on a frequency of 17,630 kilohertz between 1100 and 1156 GMT using a Sony ICF SW7600G receiver with a whip antenna in an open place. He also mentions carefully the distance, which is 3,204 kilometers. Thank you for that. And now for the remarks. Hello. The frequency 17,630 kilohertz is always the best, because the frequency of 17,670 kilohertz is good, but with a lower prevalence rate, and the frequency 15,320 kilohertz is very weak with noise, but the frequency 15,130 kilohertz is not available. We wish the best always. Thank you very much for your efforts. Always listening to you. Greetings, 73s. Well, that was a great message, Dawad, and we thank you very much for it, and 73s to you too. And we keep it closer to home with a message from our friend from Poland, Tomasz Kotas. He wrote about his reception on May the 18th, 2023. At 2033 UTC hours, on the frequency of 11,850 kilohertz. The target area was for Eastern North America, and it was received in Hacht in Belgium with an XH Data D808 receiver with a GA450 outdoor antenna. And Tomasz gives us a simpo of all fives. We are very happy for your very good reception, Tomasz, and we look forward to your next message. And by the way, his uh, shortwave call sign is SP9 06 150. Thanks again. And now we go further east to one of our favorite destinations, which is Pakistan, in terms of listeners. And Muhammad Akil Bashir from the Pak Listeners Club uses a web SDR receiver and tuned in on the 17th of May 2023 between midnight and 030 UTC using the band of 31.39 meters on the frequency of 9550 kilohertz 
gave us an SIO of 544, with remarks, simply good reception. That is great, we still have good reception in Pakistan, and we hope it keeps that way. Thank you. We had a lot of great technical messages with great technical information from a lot of listeners last week. And one of these messages is from our good friend Matt Francis from Australia. And he writes, I am writing to tell you about reception of your English broadcasts here in Sydney, Australia. I was listening to your English program on 11,960 kilohertz in the 25-meter band in digital format, DRM, from 0531 to 0555 hours, Universal Time, UTC, on Sunday, the 21st of May, 2023, which corresponded to 1531 to 1555 hours local time on Sunday afternoon. My listening location is Bilgola Plateau, a residential suburb about 40 kilometers north of the city center. Reception on 11,960 kilohertz in DRM digital mode was very good for most of the listening period. The signal was strong and stable, with minimal disruptions. Signal quality started to worsen towards the end of the broadcast, with more disruption noted in the signal. However, considering this frequency is not intended for Australia, it provided overall very good reception to listen in digital mode, which provides much better and cleaner audio. I also heard your analog mode broadcasts quite well on other frequencies, such as 9700, 17760, and 21550 kHz. My receiver is a software-defined radio, SDR, with an external wire antenna. Using the SDR radio enables me to listen to digital as well as analog transmissions. Well, Matt, that was obviously an excellent uh, feedback message. And we look forward to more like this. Thanks a lot. And we keep it again close to home in Catania, Italy, where we have our good friend Guido Panebianco. And he listened on the frequency of 9740 kHz on the 21st of May again, just like our friend Matt, between 2200 and 2255 UTC. He uses a Texan PL880 receiver with an integrated telescopic antenna, and the SIMPO was, according to him, variable 45533 to 45544 with peaks of all fives. Well, Guido, overall, this was excellent news, and we hope you continue to have such excellent reception. And now a message from our friend Jakub Denisiuk, who writes, I was finally able to make a successful reception of RRI, the English broadcast. I used a new antenna I got, a Texan AN48X magnetic loop. In combination with my PL368 radio, I was able to cut out most of the interference I was experiencing, 
I went to a village, Krushevo, west of Bialystok, to a collapsed bridge landmark. Here are the details of my reception. Date. The 18th of May, 2023, frequency 15,130 kHz. Listening time from 11.31 to 11.58 UTC. Listening place, Khrushchevo. Receiver and antenna, Texan PL368 and Texan AN48X. Simple rating, 43544. Comments. There was some interference, however, the program was completely understandable. If I get a little more skilled with tuning the antenna, I may get better results, as it is quite a narrow band and requires precise tuning. There was no background noise and only some slight signal fading, also may be caused by antenna operation. Well, Jakub, we wish you all the best with tuning your antenna. We are sure that you're going to get some great reception in the future once you get the hang of it. And thank you for your message. And to wrap up, our good friend Deba Kamal Hazarika from Golagat from India tuned in on the 19th of May between 0545 and 0552 UTC on 17,760 kHz with a Philips RL452 receiver with a random long wire and reports a simpo of all fours. And we hope he has such good reception in the future as well. And this is about all the time we have for the X Mailbag from Radio Romania International in Bucharest. To all our friends across the world, it's all 73s. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk. I'm Eugen Nasta. You are invited to listen to a very popular song performed by one of Romania's most accomplished interwar vocalists, Rodica Bujor. Oh 
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at rri.ro. Goodbye.